Welcome to Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors, but don't worry, we're not going to preach. Nah, we think the best conversations happen on a canoe, especially ours. So whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Gentleness River. Gentleness. Junior, why are we talking about gentleness? Yeah. And why would you hit play on Gentle River? Who wants to hear about gentleness? Yeah, you little ninny. <laughs> you little fairy. Huh? What are we doing here? Who wants Junior? to be gentle? We used to talk on our podcast about being a man, yeah. about working, about doing yeah. stuff. No. And now we're talking about being gentle? Yeah. Are, are, are we going soft? We are. It sounds like we're going soft. What's going on? You know, in First Timothy chapter 3, God gives qualifications for leaders within the church. So essentially what God is saying is those who represent me, the leaders that represent me, here's what I want. And he gives a, a list of qualities. And you think he'd probably say stuff like, you got to be commanding. Yeah. Or you got you to be strong. Yeah. You got to be brave. Yeah. You got to be courageous. You got to be like two dudes in a canoe. <laughs> but no, he says one of the qualities he gives, everybody tends to read right past. He says, I want leaders to be gentle. What does that mean? Gentle. And why does that matter so much? Could it be that gentleness might be one of the biggest qualities of effective leadership? We're going to talk about that on this river. I think you need this far more than you think. Stick with. But first, we've got River Views. One, two, three, four, five stars, River Views. All right, this is a special edition of River Views in that, Jordan, I found you a couple of things on Amazon that looks freaking sweet. And so I bought them for your birthday. Well, and it is your birthday as well. Yeah, we'll do that but another time. Yeah, I don't have your gift. Yeah, that's fine. This we'll is do it another time. So this right here is for you. All right. It is to be reviewed. Fair? Fair. I don't want to hurt your feelings. No, you go for it. All right, let's open this. It is a fidget pen. Yeah. You know I love fidgeting <laughs> with things. This is, wow. So it just all, it's a pen that yep. just comes apart any which way I want. That's right. And it's gold. That's really cool. It's all right. gold. It's gold like your heart, Jordan. Oh, come Heart on. of gold. That's really kind. I love fidgeting. You you listen yep. to me. Here's the Now, the thing. second part of this is what I'm most excited for. All right. Uh, what the heck is it? It's a What's gold what is it? rattlesnake rattle. A oh, gold it's a rattlesnake rattle. rattle. Yeah. It, it looks like a cockroach. So for your birthday, I got you a fidget pen and a rattle. <laughs> We're like three. Oh, look at it. It's gold, though. So yeah. it's like a keychain? This is yeah, really like cool. like a keychain necklace. I don't know what it is. Desk toy? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, right. this is really hard to review. Now, I feel like I'm reviewing our friendship. No, I, I can't. we separate our friendship from a gifting. Junior, I just can't. I, I Here's feel... the thing. We have to understand is that you are like a, de you're like a toy guy. You like, like fidget spinners and... Okay. You know. Well, now we're now we're not making myself sound great. <laughs> no, I mean it's true, right? You like desk toys. I have desk toys on my desk. Mo this is not most people. I just like to fidget with things. Yeah, it keeps my concentration. Yeah. Uh, so as far as fidgeting, oh, it's a great fidget toy. Five stars. Five stars. All wrong. <laughs> I, can't, I can't give it anything less. All right. You're so a good friend, if, and I love you. If you want to find these on Amazon, it is called Fidget Pen. And what's the rattle called? Because that rattle's freaking sweet. Coppertist. A Coppertist rattlesnake rattle. Five stars. <laughs> Are you a gentle person? What does that even mean? Like, how do you even answer that? Somebody would say, are you gentle? What would you say? Last week I had a difficult meeting. You ever have one of those? 
Dude, our lives are, are difficult meetings. <laughs> they really are. What can you think of some of the difficult meetings <laughs> oh, you've had? Oh man. What it's what's one of the most difficult? One of the most difficult ones I didn't know was gonna be difficult. A small group invited me to come talk and then they just like completely ambushed me with wanting <clears throat> politics and church and like there was a big movement at so the time. So they invited you over and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. this will be fun. Right. And then they just and grilled they just you. Piled on. People were yelling be, that's and mean. crying. Stop and, being mean to your to your oh pastors. <laughs> it was awful. So that was very difficult, but I mean, there's been, yeah. there's been many because it's our child. So we'll spend many years, most difficult conversations. Oh man. I still, I still get nervous just thinking about the conversation. I had to call this guy in our church because he, how do I say this nicely? Had quite the odor to him. Yeah. I remember this. He smelled bad. And it wasn't just like your opinion. Like no. we had multiple people leave the service because yeah. it just was bad. And and I felt for him. Yeah. I and I had to have the difficult conversation of if hey, everything going okay. Yeah. And uh, you were stressed it, out. We're like, what do we do? We like buy him like soap. That's kind of mean, but like maybe he can't afford it. So like should we buy it? Yeah. Maybe I want to help him. though. Yeah. I want to help him. So I had to I had to call him and, and say, Hey, uh, there's a smell. Is everything okay? There's a certain smell. And he's like, <laughs> Oh, everything's fine. What are you talking about? Oh boy. And so I just had to come out and say, Hey, yeah. it's you smell bad, bud. Can I help you? And oh, dude, it was so awkward. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Difficult. I mean, difficult conversations are, they're just part of life. And most people run from them. But the fact of the matter is, success comes from difficult meetings. Success comes from hard conversations. So if you want to have a successful, great home life, you got to have some hard conversations. If you want your business to do well and for your employees to be unified, you have to have difficult conversations. If you want to have a great marriage, if you want to have great kids, you have to have difficult conversations. You know, yeah. if we dodge them and run from them like most people, our influence and our leadership shrinks. Yeah, some people measure the quality of their relationships or life by how often like how the measure of conflict in it. If yeah. I have no conflict, we have a great relationship. We have, and that's yeah. not the reality of it. The no. reality of it is, are you growing? Yeah. And are those conversations healthy conversations? Yeah. See, the truth is the best organizations, the best churches, the best businesses, whatever it is, growing organizations have lots and lots of healthy, hard conversations behind the scenes. This is why God asks that gentleness be a major characteristic of leaders. So let me ask you again, are you gentle? It's kind of a hard question because there's a lot of misconceptions about gentleness. So let me just clarify a couple of things about gentleness. First off, gentleness is not weakness. It's probably the people we idolize in culture as heroes. When yeah. we think of heroes, who do you think of? You think of guys like Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, yeah. Liam Neeson, Bruce Willis. Yeah, tough guys. You don't, you don't think of... We don't think of them as being gentle at all. No. We love the image of power and might and toughness, and we just don't see gentleness as fitting into, you know, powerful leadership. But it absolutely does. Gentleness is not weakness. It's also not giving in. A lot of bad leaders, like bad bosses, and maybe you have one of these bosses, you know, there's like gossip and issues going on around the office, but they just kind of run from the difficult conversations. They will often excuse not doing what they're supposed to do by, I need to be gentle. I talk to husbands sometimes where it's like they need to step up. They need to address some things in their house, but they just, I'm just going to give in. You know, I'm just going to be gentle. That is not gentle. Yeah, gentleness is not being a coward. Right? Not being a pansy. No. Gentleness wants what's right, wants what's best. Gentleness pushes without bulldozing. And the third thing that gentleness is not 
is gentleness is not acting soft. Acting soft. What do you yeah. mean? Bro, it's a psychological thing and it is hilarious. Do you ever see guys who like when you're hanging out with them, you know, at, at a restaurant and you're chilling and they're just talking normal, but then when their girlfriend comes around, they start talking a little bit higher. They talk in a different voice. There's nothing I love bullying people for than more than that. It's so it's so funny to me. It's, I see guys do this. They'll talk normal to me and then their wife comes by and they talk a little bit like this, you know. Yeah. And and it's a psychological thing. You talk to like a counselor or a psychologist and they'll say they're trying to sound gentle. They're trying to sound more like submissive, Ugh. higher voice. Ugh. Drives me nuts. Ugh. But a lot of people do this because they view Oh, gentleness is like, you have to be soft and talk a little bit like this so that you're not intimidating with your normal manly voice that God freaking gave you. So talk with your normal voice. Hey, that doesn't sound very gentle, Junior. <laughs> no, okay, so help me out. So you told me what gentleness is not. I'm still having a hard time buying into this. We're supposed to be gentle people because I yeah. agree with you. I don't want to be any of those other things. Right. In fact, I don't necessarily even want to be associated with the word gentle. So help me. <laughs> so you're telling me that on the day that you are buried Brixton and Clay are there and your wife is there and they're burying you yeah. I've been dead a long time Brixton he stands up gives a sermon my father yeah. was gentle yeah would you like that maybe no maybe on your tombstone it would say Jordan Machunga the gentle one <laughs> gentle no like kill me now <laughs> that sounds terrible yeah. so Help me. Why this is, is it good to be gentle? Yeah, and this is the problem with our society. I think this is the problem with a lot of leadership nowadays. This is a problem with a lot of organizations and a lot of homes is we just have this messed up view of gentleness. And so when we think of gentle guys, we just think of these simps, you know, who aren't doing anything. They're not pushing. Yeah. They're just kind of like they just take it. They roll over and take whatever. And, and usually their wife kind of runs the, the household. And so, oh, we don't want to be gentle. But that is not gentleness. Instead, gentleness in scripture is fantastic. And we are going to get to that on the next part of the river. But first we've got... What are you doing right now? I'm using my rattle. I'm never buying you a new gift ever again. <laughs> we've got... Canoes. Weird, crazy, kooky news. It's canoes. Nothing says being a teenager like the good old game of Ding Dong Ditch. Oh, yeah. You ever play that? That was the best. I had some of the best memories ever playing yeah. Ding Dong Ditch. No, it's harder these days because everybody now has like ring cameras as a doorbell, so you're just going to get caught. You just got to get more creative with it. Got to get more <laughs> creative. Well, our news story is that there were two men in Texas who got arrested Yeah. because this poor teen went and played a harmless little Ding Dong Ditch. These two Texas guys, they get pissed. They run after him. They stick a yes. gun in his face. I love Texas so much. <laughs> the they do it bigger, that's for sure. <laughs> but it reminded me, these guys got arrested. And I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. But it reminded me, Junior, of a story that you would tell me. What, what, didn't you have someone, didn't you stick a gun in someone's face? Yeah, oh, no, no, sorry. I didn't stick a gun you, in anybody's you face. You punched out your own window. What <laughs> happened? Well, there's a kid in our youth group who was like, I, okay, I woke up. It was like 1.30 in the morning. I woke up. I'm a light sleeper. I woke up to like some stuff going on outside. And then I see my doorknob turn a little bit. Now, by this time, it's like 2 a.m. My doorknob is turning. So it's like, somebody's trying to break in. I got to <laughs> surprise them. I'm always like, I got to up the game. It's go time. So my door was glass, just punched right through, and <laughs> they ran off. You punched through your and, own window. And I won the battle, baby. 
<laughs> well, nowadays, you know, now, like at my house, I have like a ring camera. So now I, I don't worry yeah, about it. Did you as just much. install two more security cameras? Uh, three more security <laughs> cameras because last week, the uh, my daughter and my wife were coming home from swimming and they were walking up to the door and they saw this guy like run right by Nora and then a cop run right by him. And then the guy like went into our neighbor's yard. And so like there were cops all over our backyards. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some more cameras out there. How so does got, it always happen to you? I've got four cameras on my house now. How does it always happen to you? I don't know. But don't play your ding dong ditch at my house. <laughs> I'll know who you are <laughs> three miles before you get to my house. <laughs> All right, so we know what gentleness is not. Gentleness is not weakness, even though we look at the heroes of the movies and we don't see them as being gentle. Gentleness is not weakness. Gentleness is not giving in, just rolling on your back like a dog, just submitting. And gentleness is not acting soft and talking like this to sound very submissive. (laughs) So what is it? Help me out. (laughs) Gentleness, here's number one. Gentleness takes advantage of the space between stimulus and response. I know that's a mouthful. Gentleness takes advantage of the space between stimulus and response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you nerd. What What the What's heck that? is that? How you talk like a nerd? Yeah. I talk... Gentleness. Is gentleness a- is more like... <laughs> Takes but advantage of the space between. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so gentleness takes advantage of the space between stimulus and response. Stimulus meaning that something happened to you. So somebody says something hurtful to you, right? Maybe you're in a very difficult conversation. You have to confront somebody in your house yeah. or confront somebody at work. Hey, buddy, or confront you, somebody in the you, family. You smell. And, and they say <laughs> something hurtful because they're kind of yeah. like bothered that we're having this conversation. So they're going to they're gonna take a shot at you. Okay. And they, they say something very hard or very hurtful to you. So it's like a comeback. That's right. Okay. So gentleness takes advantage of the space between what they just said and your response to it. Interesting. So that that moment where you can decide yep. what you say back or what you do exactly. back. Exactly. Gentleness says, I'm going to take advantage of this yes. time right here. So and Stephen Covey actually talks about this in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, in that they take advantage of that space. Somebody says something, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm really bothered, I'm actually kind of angry, but I haven't said anything yet. Take advantage of that space. That's actually one of the rules of communication is yeah. to act, not react. Yeah, exactly. For marriages That's who exactly are like, we want, a, we want a better communication. Well, yeah, act, don't yeah. don't react. Yep. Gentle people embrace the time between something happening to them and their reaction to it. They don't have to rush in, right? You ever you ever read something on Facebook that you're like, oh, I disagree with that? And it's like, I got to blast them now. Yeah. Gentleness takes advantage of the space between reading that and responding to it yeah that's just and that's also to emotional maturity right yes you're just saying i don't need to i don't need to give my two cents to everything or i'm gonna be calm in this so somebody says something to you or somebody says something about you metaphorically take a step back in order to have a calculated and appropriate response i'm not saying clam up not saying pout about it that's not being gentle or run away from it gentle people take advantage of the space so you go into a difficult conversation and that person you're talking to, they're acting like a middle schooler. You know, they're just raising their voice and biting with their words, throwing a tantrum. Gentleness is not matching their excitement. It's not taking their invite into their sinful response. Gentleness is taking advantage of that space and allowing yourself to be grounded and lean into the Holy Spirit in that moment. Now that is an art. It is very difficult to do, but that is what sets you up to be a good leader. 
Because if you take their invite into that sinful response, now their emotions, their sinful emotions are leading the conversation. You remain the leader by taking advantage of that space. But it's still saying hard things, right, Junior? Oh, yeah. Because I think in our millennial world, we're like, if you say something hard, well, you're automatically considered being harsh harsh and mean. Not gentle. I, I just think it's more of a calculated approach. Yeah, you think about it. Jesus said very hard things. Jesus said very difficult things. Yeah. He was extremely direct, but he was also known to be very gentle. Number two, gentleness is reminding yourself that people matter. So you think about it, Jordan, like when you had to call the guy you know, who smelled, and you did not want to have that conversation. No, I don't blame worst. you, and I, I give you a lot of credit and respect for having that conversation. But that's something that you had to remind yourself before the call, I'm sure, is like, hey, this person is loved by God. This person matters. And still need to have this conversation. Yeah. In fact, having this conversation helps him. But I got to remember, like, I can't be annoyed by him. And other people are annoyed by him and how he smells. Like, I got to love him. But I got to love him enough to have this conversation. Yeah, that's empathy. It's entering into their shoes. Yes. And you you do that in that little stimulus space you said yep. there. Yeah. Remember? Yep. That's when you that's when you enter the empathy and you say, okay, let me remind myself who this person is. Yeah. That person's made in the image of God. Yep. And no matter what they're doing is right or wrong, I need yeah. to be able to treat them with the grace and mercy that I hope that they would treat me with. They're broken. And gentleness, as you said, it's empathy. It's getting in their shoes. Not to excuse them, but to feel what they feel so that you can lead them out of that. But you're not going to lead them out of that without getting into their shoes. You think about it, that's what God did with us, right? Like yeah. God took on skin walked in our shoes in order to lead us out of where we were at, to lead us out of our sin. You know, whenever I think of getting in someone else's shoes, I always think of the analogy you said in the sermon years ago when I was talking about a family Christmas, because family you get with Christmas, and those are the times where you can get really annoyed at people. The in-laws, yeah. Uncle Joe's talking about oh politics, and yeah. you're just like, come on. Yeah. And, and you Cousin said, Mary is like <laughs> trying to one-up everybody. And yeah. yeah. Yep. You said you recommended going into the door and looking at all of the shoes laid out in front of your door. Yeah. And you said, imagine jumping in each one of those person's shoes and then go back and then love and serve them. Yeah. You'd be, you're in, and it was true. I remember yeah. doing that and having so much more grace for the people in those moments. Sure. Yeah. Cause that empathy just makes you be a bit more gentle. Here's the third. Number three is gentleness exercises restraint. Gentle people don't say every single thing they want to say. I'll say that again. Gentle people don't say nor post nor comment everything they want to say and post and comment. But then how will you be heard? How will you be noticed? They say what needs to be said and they listen. Really, there are two, two types of people when they're angry. There's people who just want to blow up and want everybody to feel what they feel. And there's people who have restraint and they say what needs to be said in order to address the problem. Gentleness exercises restraint. I don't know where I heard this quote. But it's so good. And I've, I used it even earlier today with someone. How silence is the maturation of wisdom. Hmm. Think about how true that is. Yeah. That when wisdom is mature, it's often just silent. It's often silent. It could yeah. say more. Maybe it wants to say mo more, but it knows when to stop. Do you have restraint? Because if you don't, you're not gentle. Like I think of my dog. I have a dog named Luna. And uh, she's a good dog. She's fun. I, I wrestle with her all the time. She gets like, my wife will take video because she gets like, really into yeah. it and like wild like she's even made me bleed she's not trying to hurt me but she's just she goes crazy yeah but if one of my kids and i train my dog to do this if one of my kids gets within two feet she'll stop she mm. will not wrestle with my kids now she could kill my kids yeah but she exercises restraint so she knows with with me the alpha she can just like you know go at me 
But if a kid walks by, she is completely restrained. That is a huge characteristic to have in leadership. Because there are times, hey, you got to push, you got to go for it. But you also have to know when I need to be restrained. And I don't need to say everything that needs to be said at this moment. Gentleness doesn't have to go to every fight it's invited to. Right. I think think your dad, you remember this? A couple years ago, someone said something nasty and some false accusations about him online. And it blew up in this big blog. Yeah. People were piling on the comments like hundreds of times. Because that's how social media goes. They don't know the story. And then they just choose one side. Yep. And remember your dad saying, you know what? I think we can afford just to take a black eye on this and let's just move yeah. on. Yeah, it's, completely it's innocent it. from what was being said. But yeah, just like, but that's let's gentle. not go into these fights. That's gentle. It wasn't being a coward. It was him exercising restraint. Yes. Leaders have to. In reality, gentleness is one of the most powerful qualities of a leader. Without it, you forfeit your influence. Without it, you lose your home. Without it, your business fails. Gentleness is the reason so many people loved and followed Jesus. Gentleness is the reason you and I don't taste hell every single time we screw up. Because God is gentle with us. God leads us. This is what makes God such a great leader. He's so gentle with us. Now he pushes us. And there's some difficult times, of course. But he's gentle with us. Be gentle. It is a powerful powerful characteristic wow i'm convinced call me jordan the gentle one (laughs) this is what grinds my gears this is what grinds my gears a couple years ago my wife came home uh just grinds my gears when the wife comes home on this day it did (laughs) 2021 she came home and she opened this box and a fragrance of aroma spread throughout the home oh my goodness she got suckered in essential oils Snake oil, essential oils. <laughs> okay, hold on. I got to ask, where'd she get them from? Because I feel like every woman has a business now. Everyone's got a business. Yeah, they're all consultants, and we want you on our team <laughs> to spread the essential oil <laughs> blessing around the world. Yeah. You know what? It's good. They can't be on a softball team anymore, so how about, how about you just be part of this essential oil team? <laughs> like, it's just, you're not, there's, you don't even get a jersey involved. You just get a bunch of oils that don't work. <laughs> Does she try to cure you? Yeah, all the time. She, I had a headache the other day, and she yeah. was like, okay, you're going to mix the lemon with the grapefruit and oh add a little bit of tea tree. I said, you know what? How about you just, what, you, what are you mixing up potions here? You yeah. a wizard now? You a witch? <laughs> yeah, Harry about, Potter? Yeah, how about you hop on your broom, go to Walgreens, and give me some NyQuil? All right? <laughs> That's a potion I need. Yeah. I don't need essential oils. Essential oils, you smell nice. But other than that, you grind our gears. All right, Junior, before we end, we got a big milestone we just hit. Yeah, we did. We are top 10. Top podcast. 10, Jimmy Fallon. We got into the top 10 podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Of the world. Of canoes. <laughs> Canoe world? I didn't know that there were 10 podcasts about canoes. Yeah, well, guess what? We beat six of them. <laughs> we did. We were number four. We're number four. And we don't even talk about canoes. Yeah, so we're doing pretty good. Other than our real canoes. That's right. So Canoe World, we're coming for you. Hey, as with every episode, it means so much to us when you share. And we've got a faithful few who are still sharing, but we could really use some more. So whether you've been in this canoe for a while or whether you're new, could you just hit the share button or screenshot this podcast, throw it on your story and just say, hey, this is a fun listen. You should come down this river with us. It does help. 
Yeah, the I more shares we, we see, the more downloads we get, and it's very helpful. Yeah, for we us. had a friend tell all of their friends from New Jersey about us, so we got a little following New in New Jersey. We love Shout you. out. Hey, we love you people. Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Is that so oh, wait. in a Jersey accent? <laughs> He's from Philadelphia. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to spread the essential oil blessing around the world.